recording. All right. Welcome back. Hello, hello. For a final time. Here we go. Can you can you hear the smile and the excitement just in my voice and my general demeanor? Because this is the week, man. This is the week where we're almost here. We're check your PlayStations right now and tell me how many hours does it say? Yeah, but you didn't answer my question. I'll check after you answer my question. Do you hear my smile? I yeah, I, I, mean, I actually I hear the smile. Yeah, I didn't want oh, to say you. I heard it. Okay. I didn't want to say I hear, heard it because I I hate the way it sounds. It's insane to me that Daniel answered that question before you did, Shay, and I asked you, and this is why we're at odds. I just want you to know that. <laughs> we're not traveling right now. We're not traveling. No, we're not. We have a, we have a significant uh, discourse to, to, to discuss later on. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to the, uh, to the season finale slash episode six of The Last of Us uh, podcast, Survive and Endure. So we obviously finished the game last week, but we've got just a little bit more to, to contribute to the world of The Last of Us before we uh, dive into the sequel, which is out in, I'll check my PlayStation in a moment, but I'm assuming about two days, twas, five hours-ish, yeah. something like that. I mean, yeah. tomorrow, if you're, listening, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, about, let's or call tonight. it 17 hours when this game, when this is out. Yeah. Yeah, we're this close. I can't believe it. I absolutely can't believe that it's here because I feel like just yesterday we were seeing like the tweets saying, oh, 100 days away till release. You know what I mean? Like little things like that. And now it's like we've made it. I think it's kind of crazy. So this is it's kind of strange. First of all, I'm going to introduce you guys back. If you haven't listened to the show so far and you're just listening in to uh, to get our thoughts on Last of Us Part 2, I'm joined by Daniel and Shay from the This Time better, this time With podcast. I'm so sorry. The movie podcast, This Time With uh, Shay and Daniel. Daniel, I butchered the whole thing. I'm so sorry, you guys. You're, you're absolutely I should have just listened to name. you guys. <laughs> you sullied our name very well. Daniel shares my name and Shay shares my... Uh, what do we no, share, Shay? I share... I share the word share, and I also share a bit of uh, your Shah's name. You know? We have, yeah. We, we share similar letters. That's weird and out of context, but I'm okay with it. Um, <laughs> but yes, uh, thank you guys for joining me for the last... Uh, it's been six weeks. It does not feel like we've been doing this, uh, doing this for six weeks, but it's been awesome having you guys join me. Uh, we've had some really, really great discussion. I really enjoy talking about the game through with you guys. Um, my hope is that we one day might be able to do a season two on the inevitable eve of The Last of Us Part Three, which could be anywhere between seven and 15 years. Um, but I love doing this with you guys. I'm so thankful that uh, you guys were able to contribute and um, talk through some of the major points of The Last of Us, some of the more emotional points of The Last of Us Part One. Um, and obviously now we're on the verge of The Last of Us Part Two, which hopefully we're able to experience all at the same time, unlike Daniel last time where he waited a significant amount of time it, okay? to catch I up. I savored it. I savored it. You did. You savored it like uh, when something goes bad in the fridge and like, yeah, I'll eat it anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I'll that's eat it the... seven years later. Yeah. All it's right, good, man. Certain things just don't go bad, right? Like Twinkies? They don't. they don't. So thank you guys. Out of all of that, I, my sincere thank you for, for joining and, and contributing um, and just being a part of the journey on the way to The Last of Us Part 2. Well, I'm excited. 
We are going to discuss a few things today. So it's not, obviously we're done with the narrative arc of The Last of Us Part 1, but we are going to talk about um, some stuff that we're excited about. We've got some predictions and maybe some of the discussion that we've had uh, pertaining to The Last of Us Part 2. We're going to talk a little bit about how The Last of Us has kind of impacted culture um, and the gaming world since its release seven years ago, which is, I think it was yesterday. Are we on the anniversary or did we pass it? I think we just we passed get, it. We yeah, just we passed just passed the anniversary. Yeah, three days ago, I think. Um, but yes, we we are almost on the uh, on the anniversary of of the Last of Us Part One, the seventh year anniversary of the Last of Us Part One. So we're really just going to talk about you know what we're excited about, um, the impact of the game. We may cover just the critical reception so far of the Last of Us Part Two without going into any spoilers. Um, obviously we are huge fans. We have not read any of the spoilers. The most I've seen is the title screen for the game, which was not much of a spoiler. Um, and that's really it. So we're, we're completely out of the loop. Please don't comment on any of our podcast pages with spoilers or we will, um, cry. I guess we'll report cry. you. I don't really know. Yeah, we'll cry. I mean, I feel like people know that we'll cry, but Anyways, um, let's dive in. So I, I'd love to start with, you know, some of the cultural impact of The Last of Us and some of the stuff that we've seen happen since this game came out, um, leading all the way up to this year where we've, you know, gotten some pretty exciting announcements around this universe. So um, I'll cover some ground. Jay Baps, if there's anything that I miss, please add to it. If there's anything that you guys want to lead with, I can totally leave it in your court. But um, the, the one thing that I think really stands out to me is just how many people over the course of the last seven years have um, have described this as their favorite game or, or one of their favorite video games that they've ever played. Um, we were talking to a mutual friend of all of ours, Paul, who you may have heard on the on the uh, on the Slice podcast. Uh, it's his favorite game ever, and he's totally stoked to 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 participate um, in, in playing the second one and, and a lot of the discussion that's been going on around the story of part two. So. I don't know if there's ever been a game that so many people that I know will address it as, you know, their favorite game or one of their favorite games. I think all of us have pretty, pretty distinctive tastes, but The Last of Us seems to be the staple in a lot of people's top of uh, top of gaming lists. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Yeah, for me, it's it's on my it's my I think my favorite game of all time. And um, there are a few games that kind of fit in that list. I, I think about Uncharted 2. I think about Batman Arkham uh, City or Batman even Arkham Asylum and even Arkham Knight. Like those games to me uh, are fantastic. And I think for me, the best games are the ones that are, you know, single player narrative based games because um, I come from a background of loving film and story and, and movies and The Last of Us or especially Naughty Dog games. They're the closest to film that I think um, I can get in, in terms of video games. So to blur that line to make it feel like I'm involved in their world is, is a huge feat. And I think that's kind of why I've always been more of a PlayStation player because their commitment to single player is the reason why I keep playing their games. And I think right around the time that the last of us was coming out is when I think maybe the video gaming world was starting to see a decline in single player games um, more so that everyone wanted to play just multiplayer all the time. And Sony kind of stuck to that fight and said, no, we still want to dedicate our time to to these narrative-based stories. And now, I mean, Sony's games are 
they're huge. They're they're absolutely massive. They dominate the market at the moment. So there definitely is a place for single player games. And I think because of studios like Naughty Dog, Insomniac, uh, Rock City, all these great, and even um, I mean, despite we have GTA Online, even Rockstar, they have such a great commitment to story linear based games. Yeah, I think I think everything Shay just said makes so much sense because when you're when you're looking at just what this game brings and like yeah the the cinematic aspect of it is my favorite part of it like the gameplay is obviously great it's it's it it feels good playing it like it feels natural playing it but when you think of the last of us i don't think of like the mechanics or anything like that i think first and foremost first and foremost is what the story that they told and exactly what Shay said when you see other studios really bringing their a game with story um, we even saw this with like God of War when we looked when when God of War was first unveiled, everybody was saying like, oh, it kind of looks like The Last of Us, like it looks super Last of Us inspired because uh, it's like a third person action game. It's like, oh, that's like every Sony first party game. But I think um, Uncharted and then Last of Us really just solidified like Naughty Dog as that cinematic narrative driven studio. Um, and for a long time, like we said, like there was there was that discussion of do our single player games going to continue our story driven games going to continue. And it's because of games like the last of us that we're seeing not only them continuing, but thriving and being the system sellers being the most important part of a console is those exclusive titles. And I think the best parts of that are just worlds that you just want to keep exploring and living in long after you finish them. Yeah, I think, um, the last of us is kind of the perfect it's the example i always use whenever people have the conversation i don't know how how antiquated this conversation is but you do hear it from time to time about video, whether video games are art or not i firmly believe that they are they're they're you know they're a platform for storytelling and for characters and for so many other things that you can't achieve in 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 other forms of media so for me absolutely it's it's an art form but i i do point to the last of us uh a lot of the time to be able to quantify that by saying you know you can achieve significant emotional impact you can achieve significant engagement with you know virtual characters that are not being acted out by actors but rather by people that are in mocap um and i think you know technology has allowed that to become more realistic i i think that you know back when games were 8-bit 32-bit and they weren't as realistic it was easier to kind of you know have a little bit of a disconnect between characters and, and how they were feeling because you didn't see the nuance in the way that they could express emotion um with with the graphical fidelity that we have now um but I, I do point to the last of us as being a game that you know when it comes to storytelling i don't know if there's a game that has ever told a story that, that that's this heavy hitting um you know that that's reached such a broad audience because i know that there, there are independent games um that obviously touch on some very like emotional and, 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 and dear things to a lot of different people. But the last of us does that scale, right? Yeah. And a blockbuster scale, like your biggest games are generally, you know, your call of duty is the stuff that, that, that is annual, that, that can be played almost as sport. Um, and then you do have your, you know, you have your big, you have your big sellers in, in terms of story, things like grand theft auto and stuff like that. But I do think that, um, this game really does exist in, in, in kind of a world of its own where it, it's, it's on the, the possibilities of, of genre um, crossing storytelling and 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 uh, media 
like crossing storytelling, I really think lives within Naughty Dog. I think they do it best, but The Last of Us is really kind of the quintessential work that I would I would point anybody to as a as a as a non gamer, even to play this game on easy, just to ex- experience the story. Um, it, it's always going to be something that I highly recommend. You know, even for people that might be watching their significant others play the game, it's one of the few games that I've heard a lot of people say. You know, I watched you know my 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 partner play through the game and it was engaging enough without me even playing it that I was invested in Ellie and Joel and all these other characters that we've seen along the way. So I think it holds a special place in a lot of people's hearts for that reason. But I think specifically for us as gamers, it's, you know, it, it it shows the best of the platform, but it also shows some of the most brutal things that that we get to see and, and maybe, you know, things that haven't made it to film, um, you know, in action sequences and maybe some gory things that we don't quite expect. You know, we talked about the butcher shop scenes with with Ellie and, and just how gruesome and how violent those things are, which reading the reviews so far is not going to be uh, uh, relegated to just The Last of Us Part 1. We're in for some pretty brutal stuff in, in, in Part 2 as well. But yeah, I mean, up there with Mass Effect for me and the Jack and Daxter series and, you know, a ton of other games that I really, really love... I, Last of Us is right there, if not at the very top of that list of of, of the greatest video games that I've ever played. Um, you know, in in the twenty eight or twenty so years that I've been playing video games. On a yeah. on a grander scale, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say easily. It's it's easily up there, and alongside anything that we've played, and especially as not even just as a game, but I think just in as a piece of media in general. Last of Us holds its own with any movie, any TV show. It it holds its own, and it's up there in a conversation of this matters, and this should be recognized. Yeah, I think, you know, we talk about it. We're talking about it primarily on a personal level, but I think this is pretty much a consensus across a lot of people that that, that have played the game and ha- have loved it. Obviously, it's got, you know, a lot of critical acclaim, um, I think the biggest thing that we're really excited about is that it's going to be adapted into not a movie, thankfully, but it's going to be adapted into a, an HBO series with, you know, the showrunner behind Chernobyl, Neil Druckmann. And now, as we just recently found out, the director of uh, of of Chernobyl joining along as a as a writer and a, a producer, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Um, so to have minds behind something that you guys watched Chernobyl, right? Did you watch it all the way through? Yes. Yeah, I loved, loved it. Craig, loved Craig it. Madsen is great. I mean, he's also on um, Mythic Quest. Mythic Quest. Get it. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's great on that too. It's so it's such a different role. I don't, I don't expect him to be a guy that's going to be so uh, that's going to be able to write and 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 create such a a chaotic and and tense, unnerving environment mm-hmm. the way that he did in in Chernobyl. But he, that's him. Yeah, he's kind of a goofy. He's kind of a dick on Mythic Quest, but. He's super, super talented, and he's got you know a ton, a ton to add. I think to to the Last of Us universe from what we saw in Chernobyl. So that you know there was rumors about a movie coming out for a long period of time, and and you know Sony is not the most uh, reliable when it comes to uh, release dates and adaptations of their of their of their games to film. Mm. See Uncharted, but Last of Us I think is perfectly suited for you know a, a six to I'll say six to ten episode run on HBO. Uh, that tells the story of this first game. I think they have so many narrative points that they can hit. I can just see, you know, the season finale being that last scene from from part one and just the way that people's jaws will drop um, with whoever they choose as the actors for that game. So 
super excited. Um, yeah. Obviously, we only found out about this a short while ago. To be honestly, too, you know, yeah, I think they're going to really like expand on a lot of characters. We may have an episode that's just on Sam and Henry. We may have an episode that's just on Tess. Uh, like we'll, we will probably I feel like those people will last a few episodes really if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, and we'll see like Tommy as well. Like we'll see kind of like what they've Bill? been up to like before. So I, I think we'll see a lot of uh like expanding on the characters that we've know and the fact that Neil is a part of it makes me even happier cuz it's going to feel more like it's canon to the story. And I would love to see if if you know they add stuff. Obviously, adaptations are never um, uh, perfect to the to their source material. Or in the case of Watchmen, uh, Zack Snyder's Watchmen, it can be almost identical. I guess that's really the only other example. But even that had a different ending. But with Neil involved in in something like this, like I could see them going in and trying to expand different elements of the story and dragging out certain sequences to build more suspense for a series, rather than you know the way that they build suspense in a video game. Um, and to, to your points, guys, like some of the call outs that you made, you know, having tests span multiple episodes, having Ellie, I can almost see Ellie being introduced at the end of, you know, episode two or episode three, and then having an entire episode dedicated to Bill and, and, and his town and having a whole, you know, two, two episode arc of, of David and everything that's going on with Joel being unconscious. Like there's so much ground to cover that I really think you could stretch it out and, and, and having, you know, the creator of The Last of Us be a part of of the creative staff behind the TV show, I think just adds another element of what could be done with the TV show that they ne- they couldn't necessarily do to the video game when it was made seven years ago. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I think that that's, that's super exciting. Um, in terms of other cultural impacts, you know, obviously we've talked about it getting remastered for the PS4, given that it was, it released, uh, you know, very, very close to the end of, of the PS3's life cycle. Um, there's, you know, a lot of there's, you know, there's memes on the internet that I'm sure we've seen of Joel. Um, there are, you know, just kind of tidbits, I guess, of The Last of Us that are kind of sprinkled throughout the internet. But it's amazing to me that, you know, you still see those things seven years after the original game uh, uh, came out. I think that that just kind of speaks to the staying power of some of the the emotional gravity of the first game and the way that that's kind of persisted in in pop culture, specifically in in, in the gaming realm, right? So. I don't know if there's anything else that you guys want to add to that or if there's anything else that you feel that it's influenced. I'm just kind of going off of, you know, what my personal experience has been. And then, you know, with what everything that we've known about this year so far, but please add if there's anything that I'm missing or if there's any impact that you guys have seen outside of what I mentioned. I think when it comes to, to the way, I guess the narrative is told and um, the, uh, the, What's the word I'm trying to look for here? It's almost like what you're expected of in a video game. Like, for example, Sarah's death in the beginning, um, it's shocking because you don't expect a game to push it to that point. Um, a lot of the times, games, when they come with these twist endings or these twist moments, uh, it, it's still somewhat you can see it. But Sarah's death, as much as you can see it, you can't see the impact it's going to have. So I think what, what Nidog has done really well with that game is they've been able to to subvert your expectations and just completely change them around on you when you least expect it. And I think when it comes to um, The Last of Us 2, all I keep hearing is you might have seen the leaks, but you have no idea what to expect yet. And I and I wholeheartedly believe that. I know that we've, we've had our own discussions about what we expect in The Last of Us 2 to be about, but I feel like we're going to be totally off or we'll only have like a percent of the actual story. 
Yeah, I think like you could take a lot of spoil. I again, we haven't seen any of the spoilers, but the consensus seems to be that when you take the spoilers out of context or 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 um, you know, without any of the of the emotional gravity of the rest of the game contributing to what those spoilers might be, you don't really get a sense of how important those spoilers are or why a narrative beat might go in the direction that it does. Um, we, I think we talked about it on a podcast or it might've even been a, a private conversation, but imagine hearing that, you know, Sarah died at the beginning of, of part one without knowing the buildup, without knowing who Joel is as a character, without seeing the watch scene that we talked about so much at the, at the end of the game and as well as in the first uh, episode. It's those, like, those are moments, things, you know, like you need those moments to build that character. Yeah. And, and that's why I think, you know, the, the leaks are fine. They are what they are, but they're not necessarily going to be indicative of the journey that leads up to that point. And even if you know the narrative beat, the journey of which how you get there, I think makes that th- those narrative uh, choices and those and those and those emotional moments that might have been already prematurely revealed. It just makes them that much more significant or it might add a lot of context to why a decision was made from a storyteller perspective. Right. Exactly. Do we feel like, um, I mean, that, that covers, I think, most of the ground in terms of, of, of impact and stuff like that. Um, I really kind of want to pivot a little bit and just spend a little bit of time talking about what our predictions for part two might be. Um, again, can't stress it enough. This isn't based off of anything that we know, given that we do not have any uh, knowledge of the story of this game other than the trailers that have been publicly released for the last couple of weeks. So if we are right in any way, please do not tell us that we spoiled the game for you because we are just as, as clueless as you are going into this. Um, I've definitely got some theories. We've talked about them BAPS, I'd say more so than, than I have with you, Shay, but uh, there are definitely some things that are kind of rumbling around or, or, or kind of clinking around in my head that I kind of want to talk about and see if you guys feel the same way. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out to you guys because I've I've dominated so so far uh, the first part of this. So I'm gonna throw it out to you, Baps, if that's okay, and 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 tell me a little bit about what you're expecting to see or what you're not expecting to see in the next game, as well as where you could see the story potentially going based off of what you know so far. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't want to get too specific into story beats because I don't even want to plant ideas in people's heads. But just from what we've kind of seen so far. It looks like somebody Ellie cares about either is taken or suffers a very painful death, which sets her down her down her path of revenge. Um, as we've heard Neil say that this is a story about hate, and uh, you could see hate in Ellie's eyes in a lot of the promotional material that she is looking to n- not even get something back that was taken from her, but just take out the people that took it from her. So... I'm just expecting a very dark story. I'm expecting to feel uncomfortable. And I'm also thinking that a lot of what I'm going to play and see, because there are so many cutscenes in these games, I may feel maybe apprehensive about, or I may feel uncomfortable with in the sense of, like, why is Ellie doing this? Or why can't they just, why can't this happen? So I'm I'm just, I'm expecting (laughs) to struggle with the decisions that she's going to make. And I look forward to that because that's all a part of these characters feeling like real people. And I want to experience that. Very well said. Shay, what do you, uh, what do you got to add? For me, it's, it's all about, I, I want to be taken on another journey. I want to be taken on a journey that is going to just like, you know, 
Baps Daniel said there that you know you want you want to be uncomfortable. I like that these games can do that for me, and I'm expecting to cry. I'll be honest. I cried in the first game. I'm sure I'm going to do the same thing in this one because there's going to be moments where they're going to touch on a lot of different things. Um, I'm I'm very nervous as to how the story is going to play out because again I have an idea in my head of how it's going to play out, but again I know nothing other than what I'm piecing together from these commercials. And I'm sure a lot of that is misdirection. So I'm excited to see kind of where the game goes. And I'm and I'm really excited to see what uh, gameplay elements Naughty Dog introduces because they do a really good job of teasing what their next games are going to be like through their previous games. For example, I was just playing Uncharted Lost Legacy and there's a lot of grass that you can hide in. And all I could think of was, oh, this is clearly them kind of getting ready for the last of us part two here like they they adapted a lot of these elements so you know things like jumping and running all those things that maybe weren't in the previous last of us game gameplay elements wise i'm looking forward to that for story i i just i want to be surprised i want to be taken on a on a tale of ellie's revenge because just like you guys are saying it looks like she's ready to fuck shit up I disagree. I think she looks very peaceful. Um, she she's playing a guitar, and she looks very happy to be surrounded by uh, people in Jackson, Wyoming, where I've been, and it's a very peaceful place. So, um, yeah, I don't think a lot's going to go on in this game. Oh, it'll just be very, very <laughs> subtle. All right. Despite what the trailers have told us, I think it's all going to be flashbacks. Um, yeah, I mean, I echo a lot of what you guys kind of just mentioned. In terms of story beats, I'm going to... I hope that you guys don't mind, but I'm going to share a little bit about just what I think the, the direction of the game might go. If you guys don't want to participate in that, that's okay. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to get too specific, but there's definitely some stuff that, that has popped out in the trailers to me that I, I, I would love to discuss and see what your thoughts are on are on those things. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's an expectation that we're going to be taking on an emotional uh, ride here. The reviews have talked about it being, you know, this amazing narrative piece um, that's just brutal. Again, like, Reading reviews for this game, they're so narrative heavy in terms of the way that people feel playing the game. I don't really have a sense of what it's going to play like, to be honest. I'm excited to find out because there are some refinements. Obviously, obviously I talked about it, but some stuff that bothered me um, in the first game that I thought could have been polished up a little bit when it came to AI and just certain things that you had to react to um, or, or the way that, sorry, that the, the, the system reacted to, to you doing certain things. So, you know, the element of dogs attacking you, um, being able to pick up on your trail, um, you know, having to make a tough decision to kill a dog if it's aggressive with you. Um, I read that, that, that that's a possibility in some reviews. And as a dog owner, I'm not okay with that. But what needs to be done needs to be done, I guess, in this Last of Us world. So there are some gameplay things that I'm definitely excited to see. Um, the other, a big thing, I mean, is, is just the way that Ellie navigates environments. You know, the idea of having a jump button seems so, uh, like so simple, but it's not something that's ever been in the game because, you know, Joel was, it changes it. it. Yeah. It adds an entire new dimension to, to what you're able to do in environments. Right. So I'm excited to explore the last of us world Mm -hmm. as Ellie with more Ellie like flexibility and, um, and, uh, you know, just movement, I guess, because she did play very much like Joel in the first game. So super stoked for that, even though that's not been the biggest thing talked about in reviews. And then other than that, I mean, I I really just want to see, there are specific narrative um, 
threads that I'd like to see expanded upon in part two. And I don't know if we will, but I'm hoping that we will. Obviously, the big one is, you know, does Ellie find out about the Fireflies and the truth about the Fireflies in this game? I think that they may graze upon that topic, but I don't know how she's going to react. I would love to know how she's going to react, whether she's forgiving, whether she is, uh, you know, condemning of Joel, whether she understands it but disagrees with it and they agree to go their separate ways like i think that's the thing that that is probably the the most curious thing that i i really in the same way that i wouldn't have expected joel to make the decision that he did at the end of part one i don't really have a great feeling about what ellie will do if she finds out that information about the fireflies um and that kind of sticks with me like that's the one thing that i've really been thinking about a lot this week i'm like am i ready to have this, you know, harmonious relationship that we know about Joel and Ellie, where, you know, it's been built up in our heads. They live in Wyoming. They're peaceful. Nothing's really happened to them. And they, you know, they have a happier life now. Am I ready for that foundation to kind of be rocked a little bit and see those two characters potentially grow apart if if she finds out about, um, you know, Joel's secret or, or what Joel has kept from her? I don't, I don't know, honestly, if I'm ready to kind of to, to, to know what the next chapter is, but obviously we will know in just a few days. Um, and then outside of that, I, I think it's going to parallel the story of Last of Us Part 1 in a lot of ways, just with, you know, loss. Um, I do think that some of the characters that have been teased as, as part of Ellie's journey will not be around for some of the more significant portions of the game. Um, I think about Dina being one of those characters. Um, and then just seeing how Joel plays into the story. Like he doesn't, he's not, the protagonist in this game he is there he will probably be involved in the narrative somewhat but we still really don't have a sense of how involved uh, uh joel is going to be whether you're even going to be able to play as joel potentially later on in the game uh, i'm excited to find out whether that might be the case um but yeah lots of questions not a lot of answers um, and some stuff that i definitely want to see wrapped up in one way shape or form even if it might be a little bit upsetting uh those are things that i'd like to see um wrapped up in part two or at least expanded upon in part two mm -hmm. anything in there that that you guys you know kind of align with or, or on your mind as well I, I would say everything you said is pretty much kind of like in the back of my mind i also don't want to be disappointed if um you know certain threads don't play out the way they do um do i hope harm comes to the character called dina maybe maybe not i don't know nothing personal but we'll see what happens in the game um, and on top of that, you have the whole fireflies, truth, all that stuff. I, I think that's going to definitely play a factor. I also think when I look at Joel's character in the maybe 30 seconds, we've seen him in all the trailers, it almost looks like his mental health is deteriorating in, in, in every shot. So I think we just have to wait and see, like, it does Joel become this crazy old man in a way when he talks to Ellie, like, is he is he so enveloped in this lie that it's, it's weighed on him so much. So I think we're going to see a lot of that in the game. Yeah. I want to see, I want to see almost Joel and her not just, I just want to see that interaction of him telling her the truth. I want Joel to feel like almost like atonement for it, but also I want them to be okay. I don't want them to be upset with one another either. I guess I have a prediction there. Um, we didn't see Joel in a lot of the promo materials up until the trailer. I think it was last year's E3 where he showed up at the end of it. Jay confirmed and I. Yeah, but we also saw him in the first trailer, though, the reveal trailer. 
Yeah, yeah. We saw yeah. him in the doorway, but there was a lot of speculation about whether he was dead or not. I remember that being something that they talked mm-hmm. about. It was because of that and because his hair was still short. Um, so, yeah. I mean, again, all of that, if, if you ever go back to listening to the um, PSX, I think it was 2016 or 2017, I can't remember which one it was, where mm-hmm. Neil Druckmann and and, and um, Troy Baker are talking about it. They're like, yeah, that, that moment is canon, but at the same time, a lot of it was just made for this trailer, you know, so... It yeah. seems like it maybe adopted some of what we talked about in the last episode with the uh, the secret epilogue that didn't really get released. She's playing the guitar. She's with Joel. Um, she's clearly not happy. There's something that's kind of rattled her. Um, but yeah, like that 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 whole sequence. Now that we know about that secret ending, it almost seems like an extension of that as kind of a nice way to be able to tie it into part two. Um, but yeah, I remember there being a lot of speculation about well, whether Joel was even going to be alive and, and Naughty Dog did what it does best and it didn't really say yes or no. It just kind of let the fan base, you know, twirl and speculate and, um, think about all the possibilities that, that what could have happened is Joel's character and that potentially being the reason that she was upset and that he was a figment of her imagination, all that kind of stuff. I remember reading a lot of theory around that. So, um, what I'm getting at is, you know, when we finally did see him in the flesh and her interacting with them out, uh, while she's doing something, I'm assuming in Seattle, there's this moment where they meet one another and she seems surprised to see him. And he seems, um, I don't know. He seems almost shameful, like in his approach, Shay, I think, or Babs, I think you did a really good job. Like he just looks taxed and, and, and emotional and, and, and just kind of distant and, and. I don't know, even remorseful to a certain degree about about something. We just don't know what that might be. There's um, definitely a weight pre- on him. There's weight on him for sure, yeah. And whether that is related to him lying to Ellie at the end of the last game or whether it's something unrelated that we don't know about just yet. Um, I'm curious to find out why, you know, why there, there there seems to be some distance between them at that point in the game. Um, we'll have to wait long to figure that out. No, I feel like we could talk about this for a while, but the game is just so close. And um, yeah, I'm just stoked. I I can't believe it's only two days away. It feels like we've been waiting forever and pushbacks and, 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 you know, uncertainty just, you know, as as recent as just four or five weeks ago, we didn't even know if this game was going to come out anytime this summer. We thought that there was a possibility it could be pushed back till later this year so the the, re, the the fact that we're we're just a couple of, of days away from it i think is surreal and i can't wait um yeah that that's all i got <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's, again it just it just feels surreal right like we're here um by the time you're listening to this like it'll be tomorrow that this game is going to be coming out it's just it's it's amazing it's it's amazing to know that we're going to be able to actually get our hands on this game in just hours from when you're listening to this i got a, i got a phone call today from uh my local uh video game store and they said that hey we, we had to move your pre-order to another location that is actually open during this covid pandemic uh so just wanted to give you a heads up and i got really excited i mean i have the game already digitally pre-ordered because i didn't know what was going to happen with this physical pre-order that i had so I, i'm pretty excited I, I, I may go pick it up or i may cancel it or sell it i don't know well we'll see what happens I got the same. I got the same call, Shay, uh, for my Ellie edition. The the one EB Games that's open around me actually got the Ellie edition from the mall that I pre-ordered at. They're yeah. forwarding all of their stuff there. 
I didn't get the um, Ellie one, but I got the one just underneath it, the collector's edition. Underneath it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait to have an Ellie backpack. Um, <laughs> You're going to put your pipe bombs in there and your Molotovs, you know? Yeah, my bottles, not my bricks. Um, maybe some bricks as well. Uh, it's going to make it heavier, so probably just bottles, to be honest. But yes, um, a couple hours away from when you're listening to this. Guys, thank you for joining us on this journey. Um, we do have a giveaway on our page right now, the Slice TO on Instagram. Um, there's only a few entrants so far, and we may extend the contest a little bit longer just to make sure that everybody that you know is interested gets a chance to enter. Um, but we're giving away a copy of The Last of Us Part 1 and The Last of Us Part 2 for PS4. Um, so that's super exciting. We'll get it to you as soon as we possibly can as soon as the uh the contest ends um that way you can you can dive into the game and and experience it the way that we we're planning on experiencing it this upcoming weekend so all it requires is a follow on the page tag two friends in the in the comments and then you're entered in and we'll uh, we'll get in touch with whoever the winner might be i was originally going to reveal the winner uh, before i started streaming on twitch on friday at midnight um, but that might be pushed back till Monday yet. So we'll we'll get we'll be a little bit more specific in our posts that we'll send later this week. Um, you guys are I don't know if we talked about this, but we were kind of flirting with the idea of potentially all being on a stream or talking about things when we do first play the game. We'll see, I guess, if that's going to be a reality for us. Um, but I'm definitely going to be streaming this thing at midnight just to see if anybody is interested in watching our reactions to the first first couple of hours of the game at midnight on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I can't, we'll again, I can't believe we're so close. We're so close. Two days, 17 hours from when you listen to this, if you're listening to it, when it first comes out at seven o'clock in the morning on, on Thursday. So again, guys, thank you so much for joining me. Um, we'll, we'll see if we do this again at some point in the near future with part two. Um, but it's been a pleasure having you guys join me for, for, for the survive and endure series. Um, if you guys are still interested in listening to more Last of Us content, the official Last of Us podcast is now live as well. And Neil Druckmann, Troy Baker, Ashley Johnson, a whole bunch of folks that were involved in the original game are talking about their thoughts. Um, so if you want to compare how accurate we were and how inaccurate we were in certain areas, it's the perfect example of it. Um, but you guys can check that out on all the major podcast networks as well. Other than that, we're signing off. That's it. We're done our series. Um, we don't know when we'll hear from you or the three of us. We'll, we'll collaborate again and, and, and you know send out any content to you guys. But um, if we do uh, a second season, then expect more thoughts on, on The Last of Us Part 2 and, and everything, that, um, everything that we've really been excited for for the last seven years. So, um, guys, have a great night. Everybody that's been listening, thank you so much. Enjoy The Last of Us Part 2. And... Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Thank you so Take much, care. everyone.